Yeah. But all the names were You'll be mic'd a little bit better if you're on the couch. Oh, I see how it is. You'll keep Mark company. No, I was gonna lay down. And that way you won't be scared by Castelfi showing you uh, oh, scary Why would you tell him that? I'll show him the spider picture this time. <laughs> I, I don't think he'll live to see the day. Like, hey, everybody. <laughs> what? I usually show him just pictures what? of gay dudes. Oh, I showed him the, the dicks. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, this everyone, real, to the Octavarius podcast. This is episode 141 of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, we Shit sure guns. are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, first of all, let me thank everybody who came out to last Sunday's show, the election show. That was super awesome, you super fun. Riding the Biden. Did it. Biden my time. Uh, thanks, again to, <laughs> thanks again to Patrick Rowland, R.I.P., for uh, for his <laughs> really <laughs> interesting president. Oh, thank okay. you. Uh, for his wonderful portrayal of Obama, thank you so much for uh, being a good sport, Patrick. It was wonderful to have you. And uh, yeah, what else we got going on? We uh, we still got our Sunday shows at Comedy Sports at seven o'clock. Um, and oh, uh, you know what? Without any further ado, bef- before I forget, let's start off at the far end of the room and sound off. It's the first time it's me. Hey, it's yeah. Castelvi. Hey, it's Brian. Hey, it's Cloud. You know what? You've got to pee. Uh-oh, Tins. Oh, no, Makula. Good morning, it's Mark. It's <sighs> the first time you've been on the far side yeah, of the room? Yeah, on the, on the furthest side of the room. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, I'm usually in this spot, and Makula's right there. So oh, you're yeah. tired of being a co-pilot, and you finally got a chance to be the pilot? Yeah, that's okay. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel? It's okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you comfy? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Are you, are you saying, Nick, that you've been piloting this podcast? Uh, I would say things. I've been more like a having it, like, <laughs> if anything. So why do you always sit over there? Um, so we can be close. Do you think to it me. makes it stronger? You think this gives you power over <laughs> me? No, I sit. I just sit over there because I am podcast record. I used to, I used to start as me because I like to, I like to just oh, oh secret because you you guys can't see what we're doing. I just like to bother Castelvi during the podcast this as much as possible. Me. Or, uh, or whoever sitting there, I just like to poke them and just make weird faces at them and just play games with them. So you and just you just troll the podcast. Games. I troll the podcast and they can't say anything because someone else is talking, so they just have to hold their anger in. Well, we usually just giggle. Yeah. <laughs> Giggling we is a gigs. sign of defeat. Gigs. Oh shit! What? What? Dude. What? what? I. Oh god! I don't say it, Tins. What do you think I'm going to say? Am I that predictable? No, I, I just whatever it is sounds real bad. Did you forget to use the restroom before this? Yes. Tins, did you poop your Stelby's gardening tips. Tins, do you have a boner right now? I, oh. you don't give my gardening tips. I forgot to use the restroom. I have a boner. And on top of everything, yeah, I forgot the mailbag. Oh. I forgot the mailbag. There it is. There I said oh. it. Well, I feel better now. You know what? I, you probably forgot it. Because it was in the bathroom. 
And I happened to be in there right before podcast. And so I thought, you know what? I know it's a long shot, but Tins might forget this this week. So I better grab it. Wow. Well, thank you for being so uh, so thoughtful to my forgetfulness. This is the first time you've ever been that thoughtful. <clears throat> yeah. I remember than ever. Here, let me, uh, let me open today's letter. All right. How does that sound? It sounds. I I bet you expensive piece of mail. I bet you the listeners will not be able to guess what that is. Although Mark, I hope that that's one of the flimsy, uh, cheap ones you get in the mail when they're trying to sign you up for a credit card, and not one of the ones you took out of your wallet. I'm just realizing this is a gift card from last Christmas that probably still has value on it. Dude, yeah, gift card law. That's still good. Last Christmas, I don't know. It's illegal for. Gift cards to decrease in value or to lose value. They'll right? arrest the gift yeah, card. They, they made that law. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, because it's. Currency. It was after we were in high school because it totally had that shit happen. In yeah, I've school. had it happen. It's mm-hmm. like it's like the itch and scratchy money. Well, no, it's, where you buy a bunch of itch and scratchy money, it's no good there. That doesn't count. It's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> good, uh, good. Groupon does that too. Where you, it's the same thing. You have to honor the price that it was purchased for. So, a gift card was purchased for like fifty dollars. It has to still be worth fifty dollars even after. Dancing girl. Anyway, what's the letter say? It, well, it's really hard to decode because it's all in some sort of Russian encryption that I'm not uh, that I'm not so great at. But it looks like it's coming to us from a Doctor Yes. Um, and I don't know about this. <laughs> and Doctor Yes writes, uh, "Sorry, it's the encryption. It's uh, I think it's Dear Octavarius, I am writing to you in secret." I am a double agent currently positioned inside the KGB. There is a deadly plot to destroy all spies, and you, as the group of greatest spies in the world, are the only ones who can undertake this threatening mission. We need you to help save James Bond, who is a total nincompoop and is busy fondling women when he should be saving the world. Can you please help him? He's a fictional character. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't feel the need to, to get say up and. Anything else? <laughs> uh, it's signed with a bunch of numbers, and it says, "If you ever meet me, I will not acknowledge you." Use the code phrase "wild geese fly at midnight." What's up with that? Yeah, what's up with that, that, man? That's a good question. I mean, I, yeah, I for one don't feel the need to, to get up out of my seat and go uh, help James Bond. Uh, I believe was the request. Um, I think yeah. that was because well, he was a nincompoop. Yeah, I, I could have translated that wrong. Though. It was encrypted. Could have been, yeah, it could have been like necromancer or something. So, I, okay. I, I, I doubt it. Um, I have I have a weird question that might not have anything to do with this, but it kind of does. Bring it. So there is um, my my favorite episode of The Simpsons, or one of them anyway, is Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah. That's Scorpio. Scorpio. That's my favorite. That's like yes. pretty much top like top three. I would and, say that. And uh, there's a scene where he's like he has to die now. Someone stop him, and Homer ta- Homer tackles him. Right. Now, if you're walking down the street or if you're at your job and someone, let's call him an acquaintance, tells you to tackle a guy. Well, he was his boss. Scorpio yeah, yeah, but I'm, not, I'm saying this is like, let's say some guy's running and, uh, you know, I... Someone says stop him or tackle him? Yeah, someone's like, like, stop that guy. Or like, tackle him, do something, stop him. Um, do you stop him? Uh, I, I, I give him a look real quick. Is the, guy I, run, the guy's running uh, towards me. Right, I would, yeah. it would depend. Yes, in your general, like, uh, like you have a very good opportunity to stop him. Where, where am I outside? Am I in the world? Yeah, you're in the world. 
Are there yeah. other people that can stop him? No, you're the only one. If the oh, dude looks shady, I'm taking him down. How so do you guys have a gun? So, yeah, Whatever, if he's shady, I'm taking him down. I might. I'm gun you. But LP said I got a good shot at taking him down. You have a very so. good shot of, like, taking him Just down. Just tripping the motherfucker, whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like, I'll, I'll, trip a, I'll trip a bastard. What? What if it turns out he didn't What's do he anything? Pull a gun on me when he's on the ground? Maybe. He's, got a, he's probably getting a bloody nose. It's hard to do I mean, anything. The other with guy's bloody running nose. after him too, so he'll be there shortly. I probably did, like 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 I, maybe I wouldn't tackle him, but I'd probably slow him down. Have you ever tripped and, then, and gotten a bloody nose? Yeah, I've I've no. moved a tooth back. It's hard to do Ooh. anything. Yeah. I couldn't pull a gun with a bloody fine. nose. If I needed to pull a gun, I'm sure I could pull a gun. I doubt. I've never fired a gun, so I would probably fuck that up. But I could I could Pull a gun from a pocket. I feel like you'd be in a daze. No. <laughs> Do they keep guns in pockets? Yeah. Oh, yeah, gun pockets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Depends what kind of gun it is. In the size. If it's a pocket gun, sure. What's, doesn't Bond have, like, a tiny gun? Yeah. It's a smaller gun. Uh, now, Cloud, I'm talking about, like, a coat pocket, not, like, the pocket of my no. jeans. No. Now, Nick, what is All Bond's right. gun? A Walter PPK? Which is an older gun, right? Gun? It is. It is. He still uses it, though. I mean, they've modified it. I think they modified it in the because they realized that it was it was it was when they redid the Bond movies, not read it, but kind of relaunched it in the '90s. They realized that a lot of things were still really old, but not like he's got like the Pierce 19, Brosnan. Yeah, like he's got the like certain things he could still explain, use in the '60s. Man. Like the Aston Martin is always going to look cool, but like mm-hmm. the 1960s kind of gun does not hold up that well. So they made a fictional update of it, like it was a Walter PPK. PP9 or something like that that yeah. was similar in size but was not did not nearly look as wimpy as it as it a, looks like a bitch gun it, it does, does yeah it really but that's does. what but think about though like secret agents though like they're prior to like what Bond is it now looks cool with the silencer on yeah with the silencer it looks pretty cool but those things are supposed to be like very conceit you know that, like, did you put that into the chat room though? I did okay. yeah like they don't need power they need quiet and stealth yeah, yeah. I mean back, like a secret agent in the 60s like ideally you'd only use a, you'd fire one bullet and that was your mission you know like hopefully like you don't why need why not like, well in that case why not just have like a needle or something you might not want to get that gun. close well, a blow gun yeah or do be like quiet, I, be quiet he, that's he's given quiet. those things he's given like a watch laser he's given uh, cufflinks yeah, that so. shoot darts he's yeah. given so many different Things that are those. They should hook him know. up with John Malkovich from In the Line of Fire. That was an awesome movie. If I don't overreact, the president dies. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking up, I just looked up spy guns and I came up with like a whole lot of cool stuff. Ooh, I want spy guns. Uh, this one, I see one that is a Zippo. It looks right. like a Zippo and it's actually a gun. Oh, yeah. There's this is like an old. This one looks like an old cell phone. But there's a, uh, cl- uh, uh, pocket watch. Well, in the Matthew yeah. Golden Gun, he makes the, in the movie, makes the Golden Gun out of like a lighter. A pen. What and the fuck a is the deal with that movie? It's a horrible movie. I thought it was. The a villain has movie? three like nipples. That. No, no. What? <laughs> the villain. Look it up. He has three nipples. Scaramanga. That's like Scott, a plot. Scaramanga. It's Played, a plot point. No. Who's who plays Scaramanga? Christopher Lee, like one of the best villain yeah, actors of all right. time. That was his one shot at a Bond villain. Was one of the shittier Bond movies. It sucks. Yeah. Would you do? Would you do a Bond movie if you knew it was gonna be shitty? Yes. Still yeah. a Bond movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It doesn't matter. Like it's the same thing. Like I think. Like when. It's like an ugly ass gun. Yeah. When any, if, like, if you ask anyone to audition for a Bond movie, like any yeah, girl or anybody, like, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a Bond movie. Like, yeah, it's the same way. Like, I guess, like, if the if like George Lucas, like in the you know, what if you were labeled the worst Bond ever? 
you I'd still, still part totally of the do I'd still totally do it. I'd live... The paycheck is still gonna be pretty good. Okay, yeah, you, you get your paycheck worst... cut in half. You you still have the honor of saying okay. you're one out of six people to I'm play. I'm trying to make yeah. this as I mean, you as possible. Everybody <laughs> hates like Sean Connery says you are the worst human in the world. Roger Moore, uh, you know, urinates on you from a balcony. Every <laughs> every day during filming, uh, breakfast is nothing but Captain Crunch. <laughs> That's all. Bad. The inside of your mouth is going to be in so much pain by the end of that shoot. Um, no, I'd still do it. I'd still do it. Okay. What if they oh, said you had to be the Bond girl? Like, what if Bond was gay? Oh, you know man. what? There what if are that rumors. Movie had to make Bond gay. Yeah. What if you were gay Bond? <laughs> I mean, you're still playing Bond. Okay, that's all I need. Dude. Yeah. That's the last question I'll ask. <laughs> what if you? Okay, Cloud. Yeah. Bond girl. Do you have? Because Bond girls are like a huge thing, but they're kind of like objectified. I would say. Yeah. Do do. You, would you play a Bond girl, or would you have, like, reservations about that? I will say that, real quick, like, not so much anymore, but definitely in the 60s and 70s, they were hardcore objectified. But, like, I, I still think I they kind of, like... objectify women more than, than in fucking James Bond movies. If given oh. the opportunity, I would totally play a Bond girl, just be it's part of It's not like you're in a porno, right? Yeah. No, they're just... They're, that's what I mean. Like, they're just sort of objectified. It's part of the story being you say told, that about most though. women. And yeah, it wasn't just James Bond films. It's like, it's like Bond every... films of the era and still today. Still like, to this day. So, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't turn down that opportunity. I think that'd be awesome to do that. Show them and it's part of the story being told. Like, there's also stories about women spies who, like, do a bunch of guys. And That's never happened. It's not. <laughs> What's that one? I'm going to make it happen. So. You're going to oh, bang oh a bunch of dudes? Just a, a spy slut? <laughs> That should have been with the Spy sluts. Wasn't that Halle Berry? Wasn't that she was supposed to be? Spy sluts! Yeah. Angelina Jolie does it all the time. And what? Everything. (laughs) She's even in Shark Tale? Maybe. Did you know she was in Shark Tale? (laughs) 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 Children's Television. But in the deleted scenes, probably. I was watching some of Shark Tale. Is it Will Smith? Do you watch He is. He is in Shark Tale. Is he the shark? He is the he, shark he, tail. No, he's a fish in Shark Tale. I Jack think. Black, Jack I believe, Black is, is the shark, shark tail. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm, lo- I'm looking at the pictures that you're looking at here, Castelvi, of all the uh, Bond girls. girls. Bond girls. And, I, and I forget about how important fashion is in James Bond. Like, oh, yeah. James Bond is so materialistic. Oh, yeah. He, he's the most materialistic character that I, that I can remember, uh, really, that that's that famous, I guess. Uh, you know, Bond... You know, in the books and in the films, always takes note of the products that he's using and whether or not the food is good, uh, how the room smells, what everyone is wearing, and uh, and so it's almost like every Bond film is almost a walking ad. Yeah, it's yeah. like a marketing movie. But but it, but it's totally the character. Like that shit matters to him. Like he uh, they they ended up changing in the movie uh, the Vesper, his his original cocktail. Yeah. Uh, to vodka uh, martini shaken not stirred because Smirnoff paid them a bunch of cash to to make sure that James Bond drank vodka martinis and that's mm. what made vodka the number one spirit. You know? yeah. ruined it for all martini people. No, who stopped it? No, I think everybody uh-huh. did fine. <laughs> but but yeah, like uh, and then the cars became huge. The the suits. Uh, I mean. 
the suits, the watches. It's just it's all male fashion. It is. It's um, a, yeah, it's like yeah. a walking GQ ad. I mean, exactly. And then I think that's what you what appeals to you, isn't that right, Nick? I mean, that is that is like for instance, I um. Because you, I don't know if we mentioned you are an avid you James Bond fan. Right. Yeah, you state in the show outwardly that you modeled your life after the film. J- j- the jokingly, character. jokingly, yeah. Jokingly, jokingly. So but that's but real? there is some truth to it. There is some yeah, truth to it. Spy, I mean, I think I like not to like make it more epic than it than it really is, but like there are certain things that like I'm watching James Bond. I'm like, oh, I, I I I I can identify with this guy in some aspects. Like he doesn't really want a relationship. He doesn't really want to like, be tied down, you know, by things mm-hmm. like that. Um. You know, he likes to charm and have fun, you know, and have fun. He's British. He's he's British. He did uh, fall in love once, though. Yeah, that didn't work out too well. No. Uh, um, in in a hotly contested Bond film. Which, which is an amazing, I think, I think it's one really of the good. best. I think it's in the top three of all Bond movies ever made. I actually agree with you, Nick. Yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't think that I would be a big George Lazenby fan. He's not too but, bad. He's really not too he bad. Wa- he wasn't that bad. He's not as bad as people think. rips on him, but I, I think mm-hmm. they're wrong. Well, he had he had the problem. That was the first time. And like for those of you guys who, who don't know this, like, uh, like it was Sean Connery for five films, and then this uh, this guy who had no acting experience prior took over the role. But that was the first time ever he in a lied, franchise right? history. He actually his auditioning story is amazing because he walked in. What he this is not to dwell on too much, but he um, knew they were recasting James Bond, and he's this he's a very cocky like he was he's part of like. Either the Green Berets or the Navy Seals or something like Australia, the Australian version. George Lazenby. Yeah. yeah. So he just always get into bar fights. It was a huge like womanizer, and he's like, "I want to be Bond. I'm perfect for this part." And he went to uh, London, and he knew where the where the casting offices were. Um, so he found out where Sean Connery got his haircut, and where he got his and where he would get his suits, and went and got the same. He went to the, the tailor and said, "I want to wear what Sean Connery wears." He's like, "Well, this is actually a suit of his that he just returned." He's like, do you want it? I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'll pay whatever the price is. He's like, where did Sean Connery get his haircut? And he goes to where Sean Connery got his haircut at. And sure enough, and this is actually a really interesting thing, is that most actors that have played Bond years earlier ran into those producers in a weird weird fashion. Hmm. Um, And while he was getting his haircut, Cubby Broccoli was in the the stand or the chair next to him. Albert Broccoli. Albert Broccoli looked over and was kind of like, who is this guy? This guy looks sexy. identical to Sean Connery. Like this guy, this this guy's perfect for Bond, but he looks like a businessman. He, he's not an actor, you know. Yeah. And then the next day, or later on that day, he goes to the offices and he's like, "I have an appointment." They're like, "What's your name?" He's like, "George La- uh, Lazenby," but I, you know, it's probably not on there. And then he just bursts through the door, and the and it's the two producers, Harry Saltzman and Cubby Brock. They're just sitting there, and you know, to all of us who audition, you're like, "I can't believe you would do that," and he. Uh, he walks in and he's like, I hear you're looking for James Bond. I'm your next Bond. Mm-hmm. And they look at him like, well, we've never seen you before. What do you do? And he's like, oh, I've acted everywhere. I've, I've, um, I've done a bunch of films in Russia, um, in, in Italy. And he mentioned every, he mentioned, he made up his entire resume on the spot of everything, of things that were not in the United, that were not in the United Kingdom because he knew they couldn't check that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, can you come back tomorrow at like four o'clock? And he walks back in and the director's there. And this director was known to be like a very like when he auditions people is kind of like an asshole. He's just very much like you don't got it, you know, move on. Mm-hmm. And George Lazenby walks in and he's like, he's like, so what have you done? And he look, he looks at him. He's like, I'm, I'm, I lied. I've never acted before in his life. And the director broke down laughing. And he goes, What do you mean you never acted? You've just convinced two of the um, biggest producers uh, in film history that that you're the best actor ever. You you can do this. They're <laughs> impossible to convince. And then they um they. 
and then he got the part because there was that at that point in time it was just like let's see because before then you've never changed an actor in mid-franchise if an actor left the franchise was over you know now we do all the time with like batman or Mm -hmm. you know um although i'd say in all those other ones they reboot they were this one James Bond, going. they just sort of like he's immortal and keeps living. But it's yeah. it's not it's not linear though, right? It used in the sixties they did their best and then they just gave up in the seventies. Yeah, I mean yeah. like that's the that's just like uh God, it's hard to describe. I mean, it's just random stories. Like here's this guy and uh here's his life. Some, yeah. That's, that's how someone actually the coolest description I've ever heard of Bond was this this critic uh, for Skyfall is reading some of the reviews and he's like He's like anybody who's looking for like any kind of um, like linear or like uh, an overall overall like arch arc to these movies. You just think of Bond as that guy you meet at a bar every two years and he just tells you the coolest story ever. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's actually a really cool way to look at these films. Like, don't worry about you know the fact that he's been around for fifty years mm-hmm. or he's probably like really ninety right now. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I don't think he's that. Like fun to be around, though he's not like a party guy. No, I don't no. really. Like, I wouldn't really I, enjoy like the char- company of James Bond. Yeah, Hunter. he's charming to women. Uh, but well, I that's why see him like you don't see him in the movies like just hang. Like yeah, everyone's laughing. James Bond's yeah. there. You're drinking martinis. It's always well, very serious. Ian Fleming said it best. He's like, you shouldn't. Any guy should not want to be friends with James Bond. He's an asshole. Like to any other male yeah. in the room, you'd be like, who's this asshole? Except Felix. Except for Felix later. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, I'm on the Wikipedia right now. Now. Um, the uh, there are there were twenty three movies of James Bond. Uh, yeah, I think so far. Uh, how how between all of you guys, how many how many dollars do you think uh, the productions Eon Productions Earth has made with all these James Bonds? You said how many? Twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three films. Okay. It would have to be just ballpark. I bet you it's over. It's it's got to be over a billion dollars because there's 23 films. I'm going to say 4 trillion dollars. 4 trillion? I'm going to say 3.4 billion dollars. I'm going to say 3 trillion dollars. 3.5 billion. All right, the actually uh, LP, you are the close you were right the almost the first time it's 4 trillion 910 Billion dollars. Wow. That, worldwide. Twelve trillion. It would, wait, 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 that's wait, not wait. possible. Wait, no, it's not. No, it's, it's not. Gross. It's four billion. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> four, there's, there's no four. way. That's a billion. That's 4.9 billion. I've seen that but many zeros. But that's still a lot of money. It's second after Harry Potter. Yeah. It's not enough that it would have significantly offset our national debt. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, so. it's, uh, it's not second after Harry Potter anymore, I don't think. I believe this, Twilight's passed it. And, or, yeah. or no. Already? Or no, you know what? Twilight is not. It will. Five billion dollars? Uh, there's, be, check it, because there's other things that are, that are higher grossing than that now, despite the fact that there's so many films, because a bunch of those films didn't do that well. Yeah, but a, a lot of it doesn't billion. include inflation. Mm-hmm. Although Skyfall is already true. breaking, like, it hasn't opened in the United States yet, but I think it broke a UK box office, it beat Harry Potter, this, the last Harry Good. Potter film, uh, for opening weekend, it made like 32 million. Uh, in the UK, okay. Um, so I, I, I don't. I, yeah. I just I think I know it beat. It's was the highest grossing. I'm not, I'm not sure how how they how well like. I remember looking at the a list of inflation adjusted fran. Maybe I was looking at inflation adjusted franchises, um, but uh, I remember it not being as high as I thought it would be for how many films that they have. Yeah, it's it's Harry Potter, James Bond, Star Wars, Pirates of the Caribbean, Shrek, with one billion, Lord of the Rings. Transformers, 
Batman, and then Twilight. Mm-hmm. When right. they do Batman, they, are, is it just the Christopher Nolan films? Or is no, it, it's all of them. It's all, so. all, all four, the yeah. Yeah. Four. Yeah. That's cheating. <laughs> like the Tim Burton ones and the Joel Schumacher I ones. I can't believe Shrek is so, is so high up there. Well, I believe it. Family Family film, kids, man. Man. Yeah, they did huge. A lot yeah. of Batman movies, though. Not a lot of kids, though. There are a lot of kids. There are more kids than there are Batman movies. Uh, yes, <laughs> I will. Yes, I will agree to that. <laughs> Nick, what's uh, what's Bond's drink? That's he's a, like he's known for having a drink, right? That's a vodka martini. Um, but yeah, absolutely. That's but a, now that's his second drink. <laughs> I looked it up because I was interested the Vesper, in this. The Vesper, the Vesper martini. I yeah. actually have all of the ingredients of the Vesper on hand at all times. Why really? Do didn't we have Vesper in, like... in a deep champagne goblet? Uh, I don't have a deep champagne goblet, but I do have Keanu Lillet. We had Vespers once, like four years ago, and I blacked out. Like I vomited. I blacked like two of those, <laughs> two of those, and I went out for a cigarette, and I blacked out. It was your old apartment on, on your porch for like I, half an hour. I like ingredients? that it was. I like that. I like first of all that it was announced BWO so classily that you always have the ingredients for a Vesper on hand, but then we're so quick to announce that the last time you had any, you vomited. <laughs> well, well, no, it was it was the last time. What's we the had them what's together? the recipe? Oh, I see. Three measures of Gordon uh, uh-huh. Lillet, uh, one measure of vermouth, something. No vermouth. No vermouth. You use Keanu Lillet Ke- instead of vermouth. Yeah. But you also you have so you have three measures of Gordon's gin. Yeah. You have uh, one, uh, two, uh, one of vodka, mm-hmm. and then and then two of Lillet. Half measure. Oh, it's a half of mm-hmm. Lillet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's three one half. That's what it is, and so. Uh, and a half measure is just a half an ounce, mm-hmm. right? So it's so just it's mostly just gin. Shot. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's really a gin martini, Ugh. but and it's shaking with me. vodka and this Lillet, which shaking is amazing. Until ice cold. You have to drink it fast, though, right? Is it... And then add a large slice of lemon, lemon peel. Yeah. There is no olive. So you shake the gin, because isn't that not, that's not normally how yeah, it Yeah, you bruise the gin. James Bond has you shake the gin. It bruises the gin, showing that he doesn't care... He's rugged. It's a working man's gin. It's Gordon's gin, so it's not very expensive. And uh, showing that he doesn't care about the appearance of what's in his drink, but he does care so carefully about what's in there, just makes him seem so crazy. You know, it's he he asked for Gordon's. It's not that good of a gin. It's not. It's a very British gin. It's like the common working man's gin of Britain. Yeah. But then he asks for vodka. What? Go- yeah, well, Gordon's gin is isn't that like the 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 gin where you go to Benny's and you're like, oh, Gordon's? It's on sale. I still don't want it. Isn't that like? Isn't Gordon's the one well, that? I don't, I don't we know. Have it's uh, usually the one is like Seagram's gin is the, well, was the worst. Yeah, one. But yes, but Gordon's, Gordon's is like is pretty close to there, right? Yeah, on that Absolutely. level. But it's still it's not it's not a terrible gin. No, it's, it's not a, a terrible gin. But but it works. And I can't have. I, I just can't have too much gin all the time you know it's like well, sometimes that's drink. why he adds a little bit of vodka and then the Keanu Lillet which is an aperitif you can have it uh, on ice and you you sip the Lillet it makes you hungry it's weird it works but uh but yeah isn't that like is that what they kind of say you read a lot of the the critique of James Bond 
Is that kind of is my analysis of his cocktail? No, that's actually it's correct because it is. Yeah, it's, it's just me guessing off the ingredients. No, no, because they talk about um, him being, you know, uh, like a, a blunt instrument, kind of like a jock-like figure, you know, just very much just you know, but with the appearance of like a Cary Grant type person. So like, you know, it's very meticulous in, in how he wants it, but you know, like the Gordon, like yeah, the thing about the Gordons is per- makes perfect sense about it being like that. Now, it's, get, it's hard to do these James Bond movies now, I feel, because of the Jason Bourne thing that's happened, like, the whole thing. You think it's stealing its thunder? I think that, the, well, do I think Jason Bourne is stealing James It's stealing Bond's, Bond's thunder, thunder. yeah. Yeah, well, I just no. think that it's a, di- I believe Jason Bourne, and I don't even like that series as much as, as I love most, Jason Bourne. but I believe Jason, uh, Jason Bourne is more plausible than some of the James Bond things. Because he's just like, I, I just don't think he's that stealthy being in a tuxedo do, everywhere. Do you really want reality when you can have something better? Uh, yeah. I yes, after 23 Jason films, Bourne. yes. I, I love I Jason Bourne, but I but I also love James Bond. Like, Dude, I don't think they're the same. James Bond has literally had sex in space. Yes. Jason Bourne would never have sex in space. Doesn't well, know who he is. He's supposed to be a spy. He's not a spy. He's a space Well, pilot. yeah, but it's it's way cooler. Is is I guess I'm dr- I guess, jumping on that point. Yeah, if we're gonna, if we're going down that, I just want if, if we're gonna because that the, those movies are gone forever. He's not going to space. You're not gonna see Daniel Craig in space. Oh, but what if he did? What if he? What if he? Think I'm wrong? What if all the sky falls and that's all that's left? The sky fall is gonna be that Red Bull jump. He's gonna do that Red Bull jump. That guy who jumps from the outer atmosphere. Yeah, totally. That's Felix Baumgartner. Totally do. I could see that. He wouldn't make a big deal out of it. He'd do it uh, to catch something that's falling. (laughs) I remember when James Bond uh, jumped out of a plane and needed to wear like a respirator because he was uh, so high in the air. It was Pierce Brosnan. Maybe Daniel will become like a baby, like in 2001. (laughs) The Star Child? Wait, (laughs) wait, wait. Wait. He'll be in the sky and he'll be just going too fast and he'll like break some time barrier. Is that what happened in 2001? Yeah, man. He like fucks up time and he becomes a baby. I feel like that segment of 2001 is highly open to interpretation. Have you ever read the Wikipedia article on it? Because that's amazing. Just that, no. No, because I, I have my own theories about that ending. But then about I read 2001? Yeah, but, but then I had the other theories was like, no, that's wrong. You know what? Who am I to say that's wrong? Because who, that's, are who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? Because it's incredibly abstract that I can't say that that person is wrong and I'm right about the plaid uh, uh, speed that he goes through. <laughs> that's what happens at one point in time. Yeah, like, I can't begin to guess what that movie is supposed to be about. Oh man, there's a whole Wikipedia article on about the ending. Fucking, it's long as it's, shit. It's, read it sometime. It's really amazing. Oh my goodness. I'm I've I'm never. I don't think I've ever seen that movie sober. I, it's quite a film. I think it makes you drunk watching it. <laughs> it hurts the first time you watch it. It like it, like I watched it. I was like, ow! Like, what are you getting at? And then you just you're trying to figure this movie out as it's happening. And then you're like, no, there's no point. I'm just gonna watch it. I give up. I used to just always get sleepy during the monkey part in the beginning, and then like yeah, I'd have I to actually. will myself back to being awake again, and then so the spaceship's slow. going really so slowly slow. around the other spaceship, and then they get in the spaceship. <laughs> the guy's running. Then I'm unconscious again. Then I wake up, and you know, and 
the, the computer's disagreeing with him. Biwa, would you say you are on average awake through more or less than 55 seconds of this movie? <laughs> Dude, you know, it's I, I'm totally with you, it's though, because when you wake up and you just see, like, the like the uh, like a giant eye and they just keep oh, inverting the colors of it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah just, it's just like oh man, really? But it's okay, just no. mo- like modern movies are way uh, way more impatient with filming like that, and that was an extremely patient movie even for that time. Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, it's just a tough one to get through for me. Do you think I understand? No, it's, it's rad and all. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. But it's also weird to have a movie in in such disparate acts. Like I remember yeah. the first time I saw it, I I was not preparing for the monkey part that then seemingly had nothing to do with the uh, spaceship part, which yeah. then seemingly had nothing to do with the last part. You know, Dude, I just read the the, the author's uh, ending. The reason why the author uh, explains the ending for the book because it's a book for first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. Uh, but he says that fucking... Yeah, I read the book. I, you did? Yeah, yeah, I read the book in uh, high school. I, I, yeah, that made sense. He says that the monoliths are like, uh, are put in there by an alien race that, uh, that tr- like tracks, like creatures, evolutionary stages. And no. so once you reach an evolutionary stage, you see the monolith, and then so further and further... And then at the end, when he's in that like little room and shit, it's an alien zoo of sorts. Oh, no. And then yeah, what? That's what that, I that uh, and then they're just the invisible aliens are like just feeding him, watching him and shit throughout his thing. That's what. That's what. That's just one. Of and the, the baby that floats around the earth. The but baby then... <laughs> is the next stage of human evolution. Yeah, I have what, heard that. That's before. what the book was. Yeah. It was very. Yeah. It was very clear. And then, like the movie, just, like an I, maybe trip. maybe I ruined it. Maybe Kubrick just first. maybe Kubrick just didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. Kubrick just did a shitty job, and we're all suckers. No, we're this one, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I read the book first, actually, because I, I was I could, I guess. I wonder how if like if Kubrick knows. Because he, you know, like, if you watch Eyes Wide Shut, if you watch 2001, if I made those movies, everyone would be like, this is bullshit, get out. <laughs> but but Kubrick has turned the corner to where when you don't understand what he's doing, you assume he's right and you you're the like idiot. three movies at that point, I thought. Right? Or a couple more. Uh, was that was what? 2001 at that was like point, yeah. 1968. Yeah, he had a couple under his belt. Was that him too? Was that before then? Uh, I'm on it. Did he do... He, he was he not Lolita. Films, he did Lolita. Yeah, he did Lolita. Paths of Glory Fuck was before was then. Shining um, was after that. Shining was after. I went on a Kubrick kick at some point. I, yeah. I used to know the chronology. Yeah. Lolita, Doctor Strangelove. Doctor Strangelove, Strangelove yeah. is an amazing Jesus. movie. Space 2001, Napoleon, unrealized film. Oh, Clockwork yeah. Orange, Barry Clockwork. Linden. The Shining, Full Metal Jacket, Eyes Wide yes. Shut. Man, what a... He, he did some... Uh, uh, AI. What a cool AI. filmmaker. You know what's weird about Eyes Wide Shut is I didn't really like it the first time I saw it, but then I watched it because I bought that Kubrick collection. And uh, Castelvi and I were watching Eyes Wide Shut like a year ago, and I was like, this is a movies. brilliant movie. I just wasn't mature enough the first time I saw it like in eighth grade in high school to really I'm understand. Still not mature yeah, I didn't. I th- think Bwo, you and me watched it together like a year, year and a half ago, and we were just both so befuddled. Eyes Wide Shut? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw what that is that movie? We, we gave it. We gave it a try. We really did. We gave. <laughs> well, we gave it a try in the sense that we begrudgingly watched the entire film. <laughs> well, I we went in thinking it would be a good experience, hoping that it would be a good experience. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's it. We just kept watching in the hope that at some point we were gonna get it, and like, and we would check in with each other and be like, "Yeah, what's that? Oh, okay." That's <laughs> <laughs> probably not far off of what it was. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really what it felt like. I mean, if I could explain it, it was like, oh, okay. Oh, man. Yeah. I would, when I think of that movie, because I think I watched uh, uh, some of a documentary on Stanley Kubrick uh, years back, and or maybe Makula was telling me something about this too. Uh, but in that in the movie Eyes Wide Shut, there's that there's this one scene at the end where the old guy is telling. Um, Tom Cruise, why, what the deal is? And it's like, well, what happened to that girl who got killed? Sydney, uh, yeah, yeah, Sydney Portier is Pollock. That, Pollock, what is it? Yeah, Portier okay. is the black man. Yeah, Pollock <laughs> <laughs> is the Jew. Oh, yeah. So he's telling something to Tom Cruise. They did that shot. Stanley Kubrick made uh, Sydney Pollock do that shot like fucking fifties or so, like well, hundred, like forever ever... times, like days worth of times. In the in the Shining, yeah, uh, same thing. He right? yelled he at uh, Scatman uh, Crothers to the point where, where uh, he's the um, the bartender. No, no, he's the uh, he's the guy who who shines with he's the, the kid. black guy. Yeah, yeah. he's the guy he's who introduces Danny to the no, Shining. No, Scatman Crothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the point where Jack Nicholson had to go up to Stanley Kubrick because he made him do the shot like seventy Which takes in a row. It? it was just some shot, and he's like he, without a break, and Jack Nicholson was like. Hey, he's like seventy. Like you got to give him a break. Like you can't do that. Like he's wearing. He's like let him walk. Seventy. He was seventy when he filmed that movie. Yeah. Not Kubrick. No, no, no. The black guy. Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. His name. (laughs) Crothers. Sandy Bodier. Sandy His name is Crothers. I don't think he was ever young. (laughs) Old man Crothers. So, what's your guys' favorite Bond movie? Or favorite Bond villain? That might be fun. I don't know. Ooh. See, I don't know a lot of Yeah, movies. the, um, Sean Bean was cool. Sean, Sean Bean was cool? Yeah. Alan, Alan Cummings, right? That's his name? Who's Nightcrawler? Alan Cummings. Alan yeah, Cummings. Yeah, yeah, Boris. Yeah, Nightcrawler. Ma- maker of the coming collection of, uh, of bath products. Is that real? Yeah, he is. Wow. The, no, it's better than you think even. <laughs> what? I'm thinking it's, pretty deep into this, man. The, the products aren't called, called like, Cummings? it's not called like Alan Cummings shampoo. It's called coming in your hair. No! Oh, I can't put that in your Google browser. <laughs> and you know co- it's I like can. coming all over is the body <laughs> wash. Dude, yeah. they are they are <laughs> asking uh, women to make <laughs> accidental Googling decisions. And the, uh, and the commercial for it was like Alan Cumming naked rolling. Rolling around in sheets, and then uh, there's just women whispering in the back, like, coming. Oh, <laughs> it's, like he knows exactly what he's what he's doing with it. I think he just went through with it to prove that he could. Yeah, here it is. Coming clean. Found it. Coming in a bar. <laughs> oh, come on. Coming off buff. I'm gonna go to images. Coming on the floor. <laughs> uh, oh, there he is. He's coming. Coming in a rag. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, a, oh my god, that's yeah. I, Goldeneye all around was actually a really good movie. It's really good. It might it might be my favorite Bond film, partially because it was like the first one we had as kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it had the uh, amazing at the time video game too, which is oh, I yeah. think why it's certainly why but I the, uh, but the video attached game to Goldeneye. came out after the movie. It right? did. Right. It did. Yeah. It was sixty four. Right? A year or two yeah. later. 
Because uh, GoldenEye came out in 95 and the game came out like in 96. It was 96. a launch title. Yeah, right? for, yeah. The, the thing with that is I, I never had a 64, so I missed out on like the first Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and GoldenEye. And I started getting into first-person shooters, and I got really good at, uh, at Halo and thusly like a lot of other ones. And I remember um, our friend Mario, who doesn't play video games ever and who hates everything, at least, yeah. I think especially Bond. Um, <laughs> what? He was like, I'm really good at GoldenEye. And I'm like, There's, no, I'm fucking, dude, I'm the shit. It's like all I do is play video games at this point. We were in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is like my profession. I play video games. That's all I do. I don't have a girlfriend. I play video games. And he's like, no, let's sit down. Let's play some GoldenEye. And it was like only the second time I had ever played it. And I had no idea how to play it. And he like whooped the shit out of me. Dude, GoldenEye's shit. Um, and then I started playing it more to beat him because I was like, I'm not having this. And that's a pretty fun game. I mean, I was upset because the graphics weren't as good. Yeah, the graphics, uh, like they, they ended up giving uh, a lot of people like, was it Vertigo? Or like odd yeah. dizziness sensations. Dude, fucking having that that multiplayer, dude. Well, that's that what changed fun. the game. That was that, that was, was a game four person. That was one of the first four person yeah, that was uh, so cool. uh, first person mm-hmm. shooters. That was the perfect dark engine. That's, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's what I used yeah. the Goldeneye game. Cool. Yeah, I think it was well. Goldeneye came out a few years before, so mm-hmm. yeah, was yeah. it the other way was around? The engine that they used for Perfect Dark. Yeah. But it was it was such an amazing multiplayer game because it was the first one where you could actually get like three family members or three friends to mm-hmm. huddle up around the TV and play and there were so many multiplayer options. Four controllers. Four controllers. Well, was that one of the, was that one of the first like video games or if you had like like literally like like it was like when your friends were, like we're going to play video games but only two of you can play at the same time like that was the first yeah. time that like that's what I used to do with like Mike Nowens and like Steve Coulter. Yeah. We just played Goldeneye. Yeah, like how cool yeah. is it that all four of you could play at the same yeah. time? Exactly. And you get awards and at you the could end. Kill each other. Yeah, the awards were key. <laughs> My favorite awards pair uh, was Double Kill and the Lemming Award, which you can only get in certain circumstances. My favorite way to do this is if you play with grenades. When you pull, when you depress the trigger, you pull the pin out of the grenade, and when you let go of it, you throw it. But if you never let go of it and just run at somebody... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever knew that. You explode and you take them with you. And it's hilarious. <laughs> because they're shooting at you, but they don't realize that you're already aware that you're going to die. <laughs> so you don't back it out. And they, Dude, they're that's confused. Like, that's a su- you're a suicide bomb. <laughs> so you suicide I'm sure bomb. I was there before it was a thing, though. Well, I doubt that. <laughs> Strategically, you're not letting them get the kill, and also you're you knew you would die anyway. So it's whatever. true. And you go, you go, you know. It does take away a point with a lot. It well, but if you're playing first to ten points, then uh, I just get negative points, and you can never win <laughs> until moral you victory. until you achieve moral victory, which is when they just hit exit, and it says that you win. You finally beat Steve Coulter <laughs> in Halo. Nick and I used to do that in Halo uh, because our friends Mike and Steve, another great four-player game. Mike Nolan's name was Swift. (sighs) Whatever. In the game, mine was Thong of Love. (laughs) So when Thong of Love killed you, you know you suck. And your scream names all the time. What sweet goose love? Thong of Love. What are the other ones? Thong of Love was only meant for us to really see. (laughs) It was just for like the guys. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is which is what makes it even weird. Roger Moore will rock the youth back into you. That's too long. Was That's my weird. cougar dating name? Roger Moore. What was it? Roger Moore was something. Well, rock the life into you. Rock the that youth so back into you. youth into you. I thought you were Cool Glove sixty nine. No, relaxed fit was the other one. What? <laughs> relaxed fit. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Oh my god! You're like the dude who hits like random name name generator on like the. the, the no, Relax Fit's an awesome name. Like, hey, what's up, Cougar in no, Orlando? Relax Fit. <laughs> you want some jeans that are not too snug? Hey, but babe, I'm you don't need a belt. Cup sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> carpenter jeans. Oh man. Uh, I have to go. I'm khaki pants. <laughs> Call her <laughs> Oh boy. Corduroy, oh boy. <laughs> Sent you a message. Delete. <laughs> silliness. Telly Savalas was a good Bond villain. Go back to I your know, yeah. That have there ever has there been a female Bond villain? Uh, Sophie yeah. Marceau in the oh, Rose yeah. Unknown. Yeah, you're right, and she's great. Marceau, that. that's you the, also. Brave Heart Girl. It was the only Bond movie where you got to see boob, right? What? Dude, you get to see a boob in that? <laughs> yeah, you uh, see yeah. Sophie Marceau's boob. <laughs> just yeah, whole boob. Yeah, you do. Just briefly, he turns her over just so, and then you see Sophie Marceau's boob. Wow. No, you full see on boob. Well, she, she turns, so you see full on boobs. Full on boobs. You really gotta pay attention. Yes. You know what though? I and am. I did. They, I, I also give credit to Bond movies for coming up with like really stupidly not plausible explanations for like real world like reasons someone would have a superpower. Like in World Is Not Enough, there's a dude who has a bullet lodged in his head, and right. it's and it's it's like on his uh, what is it like? So, like brain. part of his brain that yeah, and it, so he can't feel pain, and then somehow is super strong because of this. But like, he, like he can't feel pain. Uh, he would be dead. He, well, he's like, like dying. The, like the bullet's like slowly like moving and destroying his brain, but yeah. it's, it's stuck in there, so it didn't like hemorrhage anything. That's but the thing. With, there's a, well, well, the James Bond uh, movie has so many this like staples in it. Everything has to be just so. There has to be like an alcoholic drink. The bad the bad guy has to have some sort of weird characteristic yeah. or flaw. He has to have some sex with a woman. He plays a game. He plays some sort of game yeah. of chance, uh, and he he has to wear a sexy suit. And the Bond girl is has to be usually in a bikini, not always. But. How many of the movies are based on books? Um, well, oh, Skyfall is the first one of, with an original title. But in terms, the other ones, like the first, like the Connery ones, most of those are based off of, the first six Bond movies are pretty much written from the books. After that, though, they just started taking Bond titles from books and then taking different plot points and mixing them together. Um, Honor Majesty is, pro- is the my most favorite accurate. Bond book. It's the most accurate film, too. It's so good as a book. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that's crazy is they have writers now that write Bond books that they never make into movies and... These books have awesome stories. There's like 60 like, books, like 70 books. I'm looking at wow. some of them now. Broken Claw. <laughs> Death is Forever. That's, there's that's one, a good one. There's Never one Sent called, Flowers. Uh, Icebreaker is Icebreaker, really yeah. good. There's one called Icebreaker. I see that. Nobody Lives Forever. That's not doesn't clash with Death is Forever. <laughs> <laughs> no deals, Mr. Bond. Ooh, can you imagine? Uh, it's, that's when he plays Deal or Scorpius No Deal. Scorpius is the name of one. Win, lose, or die. <laughs> this one's just called cold. 
Zero minus ten. That was a good one. Zero minus ten. The other thing that's crazy is that, like, they're a lot darker in the books and much more twisted sexuality. Yeah. Is he like he's getting whipped and shit? He's like always no, like, but like, there's just like like crazy. There's like bisexual. A lot of like bisexual characters and cross-dressing characters. James Bond does go gay. Uh, I I don't know if he necessarily does, but the bunch of them have like villains that that that, that do like either gay or or orgy things. There's a rumor that Skyfall, without giving anything away, there's a there's people have left. The, there's a certain scene in there which makes you wonder something about. Bond. Yeah. Oh yeah, I heard really? that might be bi or, or gay or something. There's a, apparently a very homoerotic scene or something that's hinted at it. Um, See, my guess is like because of the way he spies around. Like, you can't always just go hitting on ladies. Sometimes you gotta hit on dudes. Gotta fuck a couple of dudes. <laughs> you got to. Do it, man. This one's called Midsummer Night's Doom. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for Midsummer Night's Scream, but that is just as good. That's a Rocky and Bowwinkle episode title. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond book. Live at five. Which, actually, to be fair, Rocky and Bowwinkle is a James Bond parody, more or less. Yeah. Is it? I yeah. never thought of it that way. That's what, like that's exactly Powers. what it came out of. Yeah. yeah. I want you to know watch what? all the James Bond movies and then watch Austin Powers and be like, I get it. I saw an Austin Powers movie like a week ago. Was it so, Goldmember? It was Goldmember. I watched that a little while ago too. That was it's a terrible movie. Dude, I'm it's sorry. Bad. So bad. And then, the but it tells me what was going on at the time in that. Oh, year. I didn't. When it first came out, I'm like, this sucks. No, I loved it when it came out. I, I hated it. I did not like Goldmember when it Same came out. Same with uh, uh, the other ones. So I liked I the first two. Yeah, I really liked yeah. The Spy Who Shagged Me I when it first that. came out, and then uh, when I watch it now, I'm like, uh, it's. I mean, it's all right. It's okay. Oh I don't like either of any it was of just them shocking in The Spy Who Shagged Me because you know, there just wasn't stuff like that at the time. I, I haven't seen the original. Has anyone seen the original Austin Powers in Not a while? I'd be curious. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'd be curious to see how it holds up. I bet it does. It's, it's okay. Fun of James it's Bond okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes fun of not only James Bond it's movies, but like Our Man Flint and uh, uh, what are the other ones? The Michael Caine ones. Oh, um, uh, in like Flint is the other ones with James Coburn. Uh, so it was kind of all those movies, smashing the one, but mostly James Bond. But so well, there are a bunch of them. there's also like the Saint, which was happening right around like yeah. when Bond started. Like there were a bunch of like British secret agents mm-hmm. that were always very popular, like in that time period. Hmm. And then Mike Myers just got to be goofy. Yeah, I get. I guess what got to me is I thought it was very cool in the first one how he could play the main good guy and the main bad guy. I was like, that's so cool. He's playing two roles. They're both very different. Post Nutty Professor, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would have been just post, but I don't know. You still like it was. It was cool seeing an antagonist and a protagonist played by the same person rather than a whole family of fat people. You know. Yes. But uh, also um, Peter Sellers in uh, Doctor Strange. True, which, yeah. yeah. He was nominated for an, uh, an Oscar for. Yeah, I, he probably pioneered the he, double I think slash he did. triple I think role. It was, right? that, it was either him or, and then Alec Guinness played I think eight roles in a movie one what? time. Star Wars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's all of those Jawas. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, like the Wizard, the Wizard of Oz. He was uh, was like three or four characters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Wizard, Wizard and Wizard of oh, Oz. Oh, okay. Sweet. 
He was Professor Marvel, the wizard, the the doorman. doorman. But uh, Peter Sellers may have been the first one to ever do it with characters that were in the same scene. Mm. Like the president and Doctor Strange Love were in the same time, same shot, and things like that. Oh, that's so nuts! And it's like, like my dad when I first saw my dad's like, "There's a certain actor here that plays like three roles in it. Can you guess?" And I, it's hard. It's hard actually. I mean, Doctor Strange Love, you know, is Peter Sellers, but like the president. And mm-hmm. uh, Colonel uh, or, uh, Man- Mangrave, whatever's there, whatever the, yeah, the British yeah, guy. I know who you're talking Those about. two are the ones that like I could not like. It's just it's disgusting how well he does it. And he, he was supposed to do the fourth one too. He was supposed to do Slim Pickens' role. Oh yeah, but he was he he couldn't like mentally. He was just too exhausted that he f- uh, faked a broken leg. <laughs> what? Yeah, and said he uh, he couldn't do it any for those shoots. And he was like, okay, I guess we'll get Slim Pickens to do it. Well, he did yeah. a great job. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But yeah, Mike Myers doubled down. He doubled down, but then he then he Lost tripled he tripled down in Spy Who Shagged Me. And look, Fat Bastard was fun. We all had a great time with Fat Bastard oh. for a while. I could, you know what? Actually, I because I didn't see it right away, and the amount that people quoted Fat Bastard oh, made no, me. Well, that, I think that it, was really the beginning. It yeah, ruined the wolf it. Thing. Food. Uh, maybe it's just for me. Yeah, I just no remember. One quoted before it. Am I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, Ace Ventura was all about that shit too. Yeah. Ace, oh god! In my school, it was just all and the mask. Yeah, like, it was Jim Carrey. No, and then big Yeah, Myers. baby was. It was just oh, like god. fucking everyone said it, and then shit got old. Wasn't "Get in My Belly" a Sports Center quote for that a while? Was one of my favorites oh, was when there was god. a Sweet Home Run, and I believe it was. Sounds like Van Pelt. I don't think, yeah, I want to say it was Van Pelt, but I I can't remember. Uh, But if it was Van Pelt, it was like, get in my belly for a home run! (laughs) And Prince Fielder rounds the bases. Wow, I support that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, I I think that was a big quote one, Ace Ventura and uh, and Zoolander. Zoolander was was quoted a lot. Yeah, old school, because like, old school got a, a little bit of a bigger following in the theater. Zoolander, I don't think, really hit as much until it came out on DVD yeah. and everyone started to find out about can't, it. Borat got quite a lot, too. And Monty yeah. Python and the Holy Anchorman, Grail. Totally. Borat, Anchorman. Monty Python. There's a lot of good I'm trying to think of which one of those things was first Caddy for me, huge. though. Happy Gilmore was a big one oh, for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Madison. Yeah. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast. That's the one I remember. Oh shoot! You know, you know what, guys? It uh, oh wow, podcast is is starting to come to a little bit of a close. I'm, I know, I know, I'm going to have to go uh, outside to my car after this is done. Uh, do you guys know if it's going to be hot or cold or windy or rainy or anything when we leave? Why, why do you have a tea time tomorrow? God, I wish someone would <laughs> tell me the weather. Oh, I wish to. Luckily, we have somebody in house that can do just that. Ooh. Which means right now it's time for Cloud, Cloud tells, tells the, the weather. weather. You want to forego your midnight run on the lakefront path tonight due to the mutated sea bass uh, jumping out of the waters. Also, have a look up at the moon tonight, and you might see a baby's face tomorrow at six a.m. Beware of a fog that may imply that the sky is falling. But after 7 a.m. tomorrow, sunny skies all day. This has been Cloud Tells the Weather.
They're ill-tempered yeah. mutated sea bass. Yeah. That was my favorite addition to the yeah. How did she do? Yeah, uh, pretty good. It's going to be good this weekend. 55 and then 63. Holy Ooh, shit. Wow. Right? I'd love for a meteorologist to come on TV and say, it's looking good. It's going to be 55 and then it's going to be 63. <laughs> That's all I want. All the others is filler. <laughs> I like the science. I like the science. Bit it, Now it's time for your Octavarius Sports Update. I'm, I'm really Me confused. and LP lost and we're furious Is about it. Over? it. Oh. It's over. Dude, no. I know. This has been your Octavarius Sports Update. <laughs> Dude, Tins, you should have won. I look, you don't need to tell me that. He lost by a point and a couple of points. There's nothing that'll make you guys feel better than celebrating a few birthdays. Oh god, you're right, Mark. I mean, I'll do the bit, but I'm still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm 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 not going to pretend to 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 make this one happy. I mean, we've got we we released this podcast uh, on the Friday after we recorded. We're recording it Monday, uh, November fifth, twenty twelve, uh, and you can listen to that live on livestream.com slash Octavarius. Uh, but otherwise, if you're not listening to it live, check it out on iTunes or Octavarius.com or Stitcher uh, on the first day that it's available, which would be November 9th. And if you're listening to it on that day. <laughs> We have some very special birthdays to announce. Woohoo! Oh boy. Happy birthday, Cisco. Yep. Boom, 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 Oh, fuck. Um, I don't like that there's a contest made out of this now. You guys are... Happy birthday, Spiro Agnew. Damn it! <laughs> oh, you guys are out for blood. I got nothing. I got Spiro nothing. Agnew alive? Yeah, he is. Oh, good for you, Spiro. Maybe, no, maybe he's dead. 96. American MPG. I got nothing. You have nothing Vanessa, else? Vanessa Manillo? MTV what? host became Nick Lachey's girlfriend. I don't know who that is. Okay, happy birthday, the Carl voice. Perkins, the singer of Blue Suede Shoes. Happy birthday, American rapper Scarface. I think I've heard of you. <laughs> I think I have heard of you. <laughs> I've seen his film. Sure, man. <laughs> oh boy, we, we sure had a blast with that, great, didn't we? Really good wow, a awesome. lot of fun birthday. But you know what? We wouldn't be responsible podcasters if we didn't announce the other side of the coin. Mm. Why, why is that? Well, you yeah, know, Castelvi, yeah. every time somebody is born, somebody must die. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the rule. That's the truth. That's the So. Uh, to no. the un- unfortunately, we have to extend our, our condolences to the family, friends, and fans of Stieg Larson. I didn't even. Oh, I thought you were still with us, Stieg Larson, uh, author of the uh, "Girl with the Dragon Tattoo" trilogy. Uh, sorry for your loss. I really enjoy those books. That one's actually sad. Um, to the uh, fans and uh, friends of All in the Family actor Billy Hallop. He was Bert on All in the Family. Mm. I don't know who that is. To the families of Jack Plants, American actor. Did we say that it's one? Curly yeah. from City Sleepers. No. Because he's dead. He was also uh, 
that guy in Batman that goes, you're my number one guy. That's right. His life wouldn't be worth spit. He's also known for, at the Oscars, doing one-armed push-ups. Oh, yeah. At the age of, like, 70-something. Something fantastic. He did it. He lived, though, for a while. Fun guy. I feel... Oh, uh, Charles de Gaulle. I'm I'm sorry for your loss. Family, friends, fans. Yep. Boy, we, uh... I, I, I feel better. I feel much better knowing f- that the, the balance is... Kind yes. Of, um, the remains. I love to remember Jack the Lance, man. And now that, we're, now that we've got that off our chest, it uh, looks like we're running out of time. We it, did it. It still seems like something's off. Like we haven't... Like our producer Keith feels dumb? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Our, our producer Keith has just been hanging in the corner this whole time. Keith, what, what more would you want out of this podcast? Well, I guess I want to know if Nick wants to say some words. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> Makula, would you mind doing your seven words of wisdom? Come in. Wait. You didn't say... Fidelio. This has been Nick McCullough's Seven Words of Wisdom. It's a sentence. I don't know if I understood it, but... Fidelio, it's from uh, uh, Eyes Wide Shut Tins. Oh, you asshole! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's totally what it's from! M-I-K-U-L-A plus. That's the word that unlocks all of the boobs. That's right. That is the word of admittance. All right. (laughs) All right, everybody, <laughs> that's got to do it for us. But uh, check us out this Sunday at uh, our show. It is going to be a James Bond theme. Uh, Makula has done an awesome job with it. We're already super excited for it. Yeah. And check us hey, out. Makula, are you going to have your suit by then? Or are you going to have to use oh, an old suit? Sh- well, I'm going to wear my old suit. It's getting tailored right now. You're going to wear that. It's got to be done by then. Are you going to wear all that, all that, you gonna wear that tuxedo that doesn't fit you? No, I'm not going to wear that. But it, all I have to do is tailor the pants. So I feel like it should be done. Oh, days. it's definitely done. It's an awesome gray suit <laughs> that looks like. It's like I think you might be, you might have bulked up for that uh, for the tuxedo. I don't think so. Try it on. All right, mm. try it on. Well, you'll have to you'll have to wait and see. That's this Sunday at 7 p.m. That's the Comedy Sports Theater, 929 West Belmont in sunny Chicago, Illinois. Mm-mm. And check us out at Comedy Sports every Sunday at 7 o'clock. New theme every week. Um, with that, we uh, have to go, as always, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We are at Octavarius. And having said that... Oh, and uh, thanks. Uh, if you're, you're listening to this live, you can check us out tomorrow night uh, at the Cobra Lounge. Uh, right. Where we're going to be performing with Glitter Guts uh, at the, for the election. That'll be lovely. And if, you, if you're listening to this on Friday, then you missed it. Or you were there. Thank you. Yeah. Or, yeah. sorry. Or <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, that's about all we've got. Uh, until next time, have eight days and a wicked week. Okay. Okay. Say goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Octavarius.com. Ah. run for your life. You're running out of time. Close and lock the door. He's coming back from oh, the